Emotional intelligence is the way in which you show up. It's the way you interact and it's the way you actually relate to people. And so emotional intelligence is about your ability to perceive emotions, the emotions that you are having and how to use that to generate an impact on your thoughts. It's also that ability to see that, you know, I want to discuss something with Femi today, but he's not looking very happy. Timing isn't right. So, you know, it's that ability to not just your assess your own behavior and your moods, but it's also to see that in someone else as well. Why is it that some of us sometimes struggle to hold on to relationships or sometimes we struggle to nurture relationships so they become productive financially, personally, and on every other level? Do you find yourself sometimes in a workplace that's toxic or in relationships that you struggle to relate to the other person and everything just ends up in anger and disagreements? It may be that it's all about being emotionally intelligent. In this week's episode, I have Dr. Neslin, who comes in and shares some great tips about how to become emotionally intelligent, what to do to become emotionally intelligent, and in the heat of the moment when you're just about to react, what you can do to take control and have a great moment and a great day. You don't want to miss this episode. And I've also got some great news coming out at the end. Stay tuned. Welcome to the You Unleashed podcast with Femi Akinyemi, the podcast focused on helping you unleash your potential in your personal and sometimes in your career space. We do this by bringing amazing guests who share their expertise and sometimes their experience that you can use. And even if you take a little bit of it, it will make all the big difference to you. Now, this week, I've got an amazing and a great special guest. Um, one of the things we know from the development in the career organizational spaces, the import and even in relationships, is the importance of emotional intelligence and self-awareness. Now, it gives me great pleasure to bring someone who I know. This is what she does. She's an expert in it, and she can share some great insights, knowledge that can help us as well to become, even if it's a little bit more emotionally intelligent, it can make all the difference to us. So Dr. Neslin Watson-Drury, CBE, is an executive coach, leadership development consultant, a professional international public speaker at the Beacon Organizational Development Company. She cares about the results that her clients achieve, and that's why I was so passionate about bringing her. And she operates from the perspective that her clients do not invest in coaching They invest in results. How true is that? For most of us, the coaching is a means to an end. And some of the things people have said about her is that she enables CEOs and directors to know themselves better. She helps people embrace creativity and she maximizes your optimal potential. That just so fits into what we do on the Unleashed podcast. And meeting and touching you at the heart on a spiritual level. Some of the problems that she solves are issues relating to lacking of clarity, self-awareness and self-confidence, developing emotional intelligence and signature strengths, enabling engagement and re-engineering culture change in organizations, and communicating with influence and purpose to resolve conflicts and negotiating win-win outcomes. 
I just wish I could take her brain and put it in my brain and I'd be set for life. But it gives me great, great pleasure to introduce Dr. Neslin. Dr. Neslin, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Oh, how exciting to be here with you today. Yes, I am really um, looking forward to having a wonderful time and sharing with you and your guests and your various listeners. It's wonderful. No, <laughs> no it's great. I mean, when I saw your profile and I approached you, I said, you have something which it's fair to say there is a lot of mystery or misconceptions or misunderstanding about what emotional intelligence is yeah. um, because a lot of us think it, it I won't even go there and I'll just leave it to you <laughs> straight away because there, you you hear so many things and I'll probably ask you at some point to share some of the misconceptions but I think I should start with the positive what is emotional intelligence? Well, Femi, I, I'm going to explain it to you as if I were explaining it to your five-year-old, because I think that's how we get things. Yeah. So if I were explaining it to a five-year-old and say, Auntie Neslin, what is emotional intelligence? I would say, simply put, emotional intelligence is the way in which you show up. It's the way you interact and it's the way you actually relate to people. And so emotional intelligence is about your ability to perceive emotions, the emotions that you are having, and how to use that to generate an impact on your thoughts. It's also that ability to see that, you know, I want to discuss something with Femi today, but he's not looking very happy timing isn't right. So, you know, it's that ability to not just your, assess your own behavior and your moods, but it's also to see that in someone else as well. And so uh, I would say then you are able to regulate your own emotions and gauge how that will impact upon another person. How is that for a five-year-old? That's really good. That's really good. Because that my son, and he's he's 11, he would get that. My daughter, I mean, she would get that straight away. But I, I think what I'm hearing is, because you said it's how you show up. And yeah. I think what we are saying is, it's not so much about how you see yourself. It's the ability to take into consideration that how is the other person receiving what you are receiving? Rece how is the other person seeing you and receiving the message? Is that, is yes. that it? Uh, yes, and, and more too. It's, have you ever walked into a room and you feel your antennae, something within you, you don't feel safe? Yeah. That's part of your emotional intelligence because you are, you actually, you are picking up the vibrations. You, we pick up vibes. And so you walk into some businesses and people are not happy. You can see, you, you can see, and you walk into other businesses. So for example, I remember walking into a business and I thought, wow, because it was a, I was invited for an eight o'clock meeting. And when I got there, there was fruit and on different desks and different stations. And uh, I said to the, the CEO, is this something you do every day? And yes, if I'm asking my people to come in early because some they work flexi time, some of them are coming in early, 
if they are getting here to start working at 7.30 and some of them are traveling far, it is likely that they do not have a proper breakfast. Now, if they don't have a proper breakfast, they're not going to have energy. If you don't have energy, your brain isn't going to work well. So that man ensured that, you know, he spent some money in ensuring that there were bowls of fruits, bananas and, and other things. People came in and they, they could have a coffee, they could have some fruit and they could have some croissants or whatever. He made sure that people were able to have a, a proper breakfast. And throughout the day, they can snack. And he thought that was a very important part of the spending. So that was part of the culture. So you walk into some other businesses and you see people sort of not happy. They're either very closed in in their composure or their face is miserable. And you just know this is not a happy place to be. Yeah. So what that man has done in this instance is he's anticipated. He's He understands that this, if someone comes in, a hungry man is an angry man, or a hungry woman is an angry woman. And if they come in hungry, yeah. they're moody, it sets off the right mood, the wrong mood, the wrong energy. So that's not everything. But those are some of the levers you can use to create positive emotional energy which is emotional which is being emotionally intelligent yes absolutely absolutely and it's it's a big field so when you understand emotional intelligence then you recognize it's about intelligent responses to negative feelings let me give you another example i was coaching a very senior person last week and we we, we got onto the call and I, firstly, I said, how are you? And she said, not in a good space today. So I, I said to her, what do you think, feel, or want to say? And she said, I have been invited to this meeting and uh, I, I don't feel good about it because I feel I felt as if I were um, being bossed around, et cetera, et cetera. So I won't go too much more into it. But the question that I asked her was, what are you assuming that makes you feel this way. And the, she had a whole bag of assumptions based on previous experience. And so the question that I put to her was, if you knew that you could actually enter into this meeting and create a space for you to meet some very empowering people and got good things done, how would you show up? And you know, she had a whole sequence of how she would change her mindset. She did change her mindset. She went to the meeting and I was speaking with her yesterday and I said, how was the meeting? And she said, thank God I had that session with you because those sorts of things that I was carrying around within my brain, I went in there expecting to have a positive outcome and it was such a positive outcome. If I had gone in there with the way that I, I, I had expressed with you and it's likely that I would have a di completely different outcome. So that's what I mean when I say it's very much about your ability to understand what's happening with you and then to impact upon that, to, to change. Every moment, you and I are making a choice about how we want to be. And sometimes we are very aware of it, but sometimes we are not aware of it. So in emotional intelligence, it's about intelligent responses to negative feelings. That means then you have to consciously use specific and special skills 
And that's where coaching is so important in helping you to be both genuine, resilient, empathetic, and and authentic. So because yeah, I mean, the thing is, it, it comes across. It sounds like the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. But yeah, why do so many of us then struggle? to be emotionally intelligent. Yes, because you know the brain the, the brain has two responses for me. It's and it is going back to early mama, mammalian brain. It's either flight so, or fright. So so if you're frightened and, and and it takes milli milliseconds, you know, so that's where we have to retrain ourselves. If we see something as a threat, if, if yeah. based on previous experience, and if we haven't healed that and deal with it, when we meet that again, we are going to be triggered. And the moment you're triggered, you think, oh, I'm going to be assaulted. I'm going to be told off or something else or something negative that has happened. So the moment you feel like that, you get triggered. And the moment you get triggered, you go into response mode. And when you go into response mode, uh, well, reactive mode, that's not response mode. You go into reactive mode. Then that's why we have to untrain ourselves. And not just untrain ourselves, but we have to heal. We have to heal some of our past. Because if you don't heal your past, you, 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 you tend to be continually being triggered. It's like knocking a sore and it bleeds again. Yes, this is so good because one of the things I found with almost every coach I sp- I've brought onto this podcast, one of the things I've most found is, and you've just re-emphasized it, is that we need to deal with previous baggage. We need to deal with previous experience experiences because they create paradigms. So yeah. I always use this on my podcast and when I speak. One of my first jobs, I got fired when I was really young. It was a Friday at four o'clock. And I was called in and I learned that Fridays are good for sacking people because you can go home for the weekend and relax. And by the time you come in on Monday, you've processed a bit and you're in a good place. And they can just tell you on Friday um, you can take the rest of the day off. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what that's done to me is almost from then on, anytime I see a meeting on a Friday around that time when I was working, I would start to have all kinds of thoughts flooding into my head. Have I done anything wrong? Have I offended someone? Am I underperforming? And I'd go into that meeting with my guard up and in attack mode, ready to fight sometimes. And it comes back to this point you've made about we need to reflect. The reason why some of us are not emotionally intelligent is actually because when emotionally we react, and what you're saying is we should be proactive. We should think before we act but a lot of us based on our previous experiences we see something we say oh this is what happened to me last time and i'm going to behave this way and we just trigger we just act so being emotionally intelligent is also about being calm and thoughtful in your reaction and your approach to where you react to people isn't it absolutely and for me it's also about we say think before you speak this is where mindfulness comes in and that is breathing. So I'm in a meeting and I feel triggered. So, but nobody else knows. You don't know that I am feeling triggered, but I know that I'm feeling triggered. So what do I do? Yes, I keep my eyes open because if I close my eyes, you'll think I'm going to sleep, but I will focus inwards and I take in deep breaths. 
So I breathe into the count of four. I hold my breath and I gently breathe out again. And I breathe in. After taking about three, three or four breaths like that, it puts me back into a state of equilibrium. It puts me back into a state of balance. So breathing so, um, and, you know, breathing with your belly, your, your diaphragm. So it's that, deep, that deep breath. I think someone yes. once said to me, um, um, breathe for three seconds, hold it for three seconds, and then let it out for three seconds. And hold it again. That, and hold it again. And that just, because everything is it just calmed, and oxygen flows yeah. and it just calms you down. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So that's one practical step already we have in being emotionally intelligent. It's taking the time to just breathe. Once you feel that trigger that you're going to react, take mm-hmm. a deep breath, focus, be mindful, reflect, and then breathe out. And you don't even have to respond sometimes yeah. if you're not ready to. Or mentally count one to ten before you say anything. <laughs> Yes. That's another thing. But, but the breathing is so important. And when we breathe, we must breathe like babies. So when you're breathing, your belly rises. And because the diaphragm is operating. And when you breathe out, it comes in. So it's not breathing from up here. Because when I'm breathing from, from the top of my chest, this is anxiety making. Mm-hmm. Again, a physiology um, lesson as well. But that's so good. And so one of the things I wanted to get to then from here is, because we've spoken about what emotional intelligence is, how you show up. Mm-hmm. It, it's the way other people perceive you. And you being able to manage the way other, perce- other people perceive you is being present, being yeah. in the moment, yeah. to perceive how you are feeling, the yeah. vibes you're sending, and before you speak. Because all of those things that come together, your body language, your nonverbal language, your verbal and nonverbal language, they all go out to send a message to someone who perceives it another way. So what I want to then get to is culture. Yes. So, I mean, people are not on the podcast, but for people like, people can't see you and I speaking, but for people who can't tell from our voices, you and I are black. Yes. And, but there are, but that's peculiar to us and, our culture, for people from this kind of culture, not necessarily black, but from West Indian or African culture, <laughs> the emotional intelligence is almost non at least intentionally non-existent. You might meet some people that are gifted to be able to have that, but a lot of people, not so much. But then you go into, in, in all cultures, maybe in a macho culture. So there's a lot of cultures that don't necessarily encourage or recognize emotional intelligence and that's the battle for some of us and i wonder if you have any thoughts on 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 that yes you know Femi, every culture has it has emotional intelligence in different ways because if you if you look back and i don't know if you were, if you were brought up with grandmothers or grandpas yeah. but you know grandma and grandpa has a, a way of looking and you know yeah, we go to someone we go to visit someone and they <laughs> offer me food and she offers she gives me the look and yeah. i know okay no exactly exactly well that's part of emotional intelligence because you know it it is about part of emotional intelligence is about self control 
And, and so what is self-control? It's not just about your ability to manage your anger and your moods and so forth. It's about being very intelligent about what your body is saying and what the other person's body is saying. And in our culture, we have ways of, of being. For example, the you often hear it said about the black man and the black woman, oh, they are so aggressive. But they are not aggressive. They are being very, very assertive. But it is recoded that, you know, the outspoken, forthright black man, black woman is aggressive. It's not. It's about how it's interpreted. So, and sometimes we have to, we, we have to then review to say, how is, so I talk about words, music, and dance. How is the, the modulation of my voice matching what I am saying and matching my intention? We need, you need to remember, I need to remember, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. And once you get that, you, you know that thoughts and vibrations travel. So I don't need to tell you when I walk into a room that I don't really like you. Hmm. Hmm. My vibrations will tell you. Yes. Because you meet someone and you catch the vibe and you know straight away that there is that that there is no I remember listening to Ken Blanchard once and he says he does a lot of collaborations. And he said one of the things he does is before he goes into business, he looks into form and function. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. first thing he looks at is form. Mm-hmm. Can we work together? Because it yeah. doesn't matter how much money we can make together, how much skills are skills complement if we cannot spiritually and emotionally work together he won't because the cost is too high emotionally if you work with someone and it's for a lot of us we end up working in companies where the emotional intelligence and the culture don't match who we are and a lot of people end up with stress and negative emotions and what we do is sometimes is for economic reasons and for whatever we put the money above the emotional um, peace and short term you may do that but you can't it's not sustainable for long because there's a cost to your body and your mind that leaves scars sometimes absolutely so we end up with the high blood pressure we end up with the heart problems we end up with diabetes and all sorts of things because stress will affect the body in very different ways so you made you made the point authenticity is so important because when you are not being authentic when you are when you cannot be yourself then you are closing down your whole cell. You're closed. Not only are you closing down your body, you're closing down your mind. You're closing down your spirit, you know? And, and I think sometimes we make the, we, we make the mistake to think that the mind and the brain is the same. The brain is part of the mind, but it's, it's quite different. The mind is all over the body. So when I say you're closing down your mind, you're closing down your soul. When you close down your soul, you close down your spirit. When you close down your spirit, you might as well be the walking dead. 
Yeah, they're all, they're all interconnected. They are all interconnected. Yes. I mean, lovely stuff. And so one thing I know I was going to, I, I was going to speak to you about is, one of the other things I want to speak to you about is, is self-confidence as well. Yes. Because for some of us, we lack the confidence. Some It's a, a lack of emotional intelligence where we lash out or we recoil and we, f- we flight, as to use your terms. It's sometimes because we lack the self-confidence to show up as our true selves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, 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 that confidence should just speak clearly and we're worried about the consequences and, or what, um, so we, we do. How then does self-confidence tie in with that? And how can we deal with lack of self-confidence in this case? You know, I start from, I, I often say to people, you know, one of the best gifts that I have is the fact that I wasn't born in this country, in, in the UK. Because if I were born in here, perhaps, you know, the whole culture would have given me a different language. I was, I, I was born in Jamaica and I know that I have an equal right to be here as you are. So I, I as a woman, as a black woman, and as a person, as a being, as a spiritual being here on earth, I know that there is one God and there's one presence, irrespective of how you and I may think of that, even if you're an atheist. It doesn't, you know, it, it's neither here nor there. There is one presence. And I know that I am a part of that presence. So I have every right to be here. And so therefore, when you treat me in a way that is not appropriate, I have choices. I will either leave or I will let you know that that is inappropriate and I won't tolerate it, whatever, but I am going to take action. So what what actually happened for a lot of us uh, around the bit about confidence? We've forgotten who we are. First of all, you know, you are a being. You are a spiritual being here having a human experience. You have a right like everybody else. Uh, as the birds and the bees, you know, they are all God's um, creatures. So that's where I start. And I then think about how I want to be treated. And so when I'm working with you, I I work with you and said, what are your values? What is it you value? What is it that makes you buzz? What is it that closes you down? And again, and so this is where the self-awareness comes in. When you know what um, lights your fire, and when you know what closes you down, then you make choices. And too many of us, and you made the point earlier on, we put the money above other things. You know, damn you, if you are going to treat me inappropriately, I'm going to let you know. Full stop. Hmm. No, that's powerful. It's about when you know you who you are, you are secure. Yes. And when you are secure, when you know who you are, you are secure. And when you are in your comfort zone, you feel comfortable and you are relaxed enough to do this, which is so, so true. Thank you for that. That that was really helpful. So I'm going to take some, before I come back, I want to take a short break from this to start to ask you a bit more other questions. So books, Mm -hmm. which books would you gift, do you gift to people the most? And which book do you like to sort of, what's your one book? 
oh gosh, and as you look in my library, you can see that that is going to be one of the most difficult questions for me to answer, <laughs> which is my one book. But I think for me, it would be about Stephen Covey. I'll go there. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's a classic. That's a classic. <laughs> that is a classic. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite sayings from that book is speak to, uh, seek to understand yeah. before you seek to be understood. Yeah. It's always stayed with me because it means you have to earn the right to be heard. Yeah. You have to listen to other people first before you give them, before you expect yeah. them to listen to you. Absolutely. That was that was one of my favorite ones, and that's 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 one I actually do like. Um, so, on emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. so I think one of the places I find that it's and, and this isn't a marriage podcast, but I think in relationships between people, long term relationships, emotional intelligence is one of those that almost every relationship that I've seen that has broken down, it often came down to communication. And normally, communication and emotional intelligence are like two sides. I would say the two sides of the same coin, but they almost they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. So the question I have is, even in a relationship that's set in its ways, what are the things we can do at work with our bosses, in our marriage, in our love, with our partners, in anything? What are the things we can do to where our habits set in our ways to start to become emotionally intelligent. What are the little things we can do? I'd say begin with uh, listening, because, and that comes in part in your relationship skills. Listen and and listen without dueling. Listen without rehearsing what you're going to say. Is truly giving attention. Attention is a laser that actually sparks the human mind. So when I'm listening to you. And listening well to you, I pause and I am interested and I'm curious in every word that you are saying and what you are going to say. I don't have to agree with you, but let me hear you. Because when I hear you and understand you, then it actually sets a very different tone. No, I love that. And when I hear you, I feel you as well, don't I? Yes. I feel you. Yes, absolutely. So if there's one thing we could do, it's 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 listen better. It's Zip be it. better. Zip, Zip it. it. Zip it. Hear me out. Yes. <laughs> so here's another question is, so we all go through crisis periods. So most of the time we're confident, we're happy. But even for the best of us, even you, I know this because it's common to all of us, we have crises of confidence or we have moments where self-doubt or where we, I, I think the difference between the, um, the, the really successful people is that they learn how not to live there or to dwell in these places where they have these dark moments. Apart from breathing, what do you recommend or what do you do when you're in these moments when when you need to get out of your own head, when you need to just 
gather, just get back in control. What do you do? What's what, what's your habit? How do you manage? My, my habit is to meditate. So I I meditate and I I, I call upon the spiritual masters to to channel their consciousness into me. So I I call upon Jesus. I call mm-hmm. upon the Buddha. I and I call upon others to channel the just thinking, just thinking. I have the self talk. So in so how I meditate is not the transcendental meditation like some people do and things like that. I do the self talk and I thought, what are my truths? Well, my truth is that I know that if I relax, I can actually tap into the intelligence that is there in the universe. That is my truth. I also know that when I ask, seek and ye shall find, ask and it shall be given. When I ask, it will come. And and it may not come immediately, but I know it will come. I also believe in angels. <laughs> Some people don't. And and I call for help. And I get that. I mean, as a person of faith myself, that ties with me. And for someone like me, that sounds like you go to prayer. If for you, if it's prayer, then you, you go into that space of prayer. Um, I mean, prayer, sometimes we, we like to think of prayer as one thing, but prayer comes in many forms. And for me, it's almost like a, a, of that presence, calm, mm-hmm. feel the presence, feel his presence, and then pray and, and then cast it all off. And then you once you know it will happen, like you said, yes. pray, you cast it off and that's done. You close the box and you, you try to yes. move on. Yes. And, you know, there is a heavenly mother and there's a heavenly father. And the uh, the heavenly mother is about loving intelligence and the heavenly father is about intelligent love. And so I ask to be surrounded by that love. And because love is the greatest power on earth. And when I am surrounded with that love, then when I doubt you see, you see, there are five human habits that we need to get rid of. We shouldn't be doubting. But occasionally doubt comes up. And when it comes up, I ask for it to be lifted. You see, doubt, criticism, judgment. You know, when I judge you and, and judge myself and judge others, judgment is very destructive. The Heavenly Father and the Heavenly Mother don't judge us. So why should we be judging ourselves? Why, you know, they are confident. Uh, so therefore, they don't have doubt. and you know, the, the there are some emotions that are just so destructive. Jealousy is another one that is just such a destructive emotion. It 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 takes the life and vitality out of you. So I, I ask for those things to be lifted from me. Okay, so you said doubt, criticism, the five habits. Doubt, criticism, judgment, jealousy. And and so it's gossip. 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 <laughs> that's the worst of them. That's almost um that's yes. almost um, all the all the all the other four coming together in action is, yes. is, um, yes. is gossip. Yeah, lovely. So this is really good because it, I think one of the things I'm getting from this is that so emotional intelligence is about being present, is being aware and being present. And but that's if I'm being honest, it's one of the hardest things to do because Life is moving at 100 miles an hour. There's things going on around us. We are bombarded with emotions, okay. um, good news, bad news. There's um, so much going around us that find that being centered and being calm 
is really, really challenging, isn't it? And that's the big problem. Start your day as you mean to go on. Start your day with being centered and, and start your day being surrounded by the love of the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit uh, and the Ascended Masters to place an armor of invincibility around you so that you are not actually penetrated by all that is out there in the world. You are absolutely right. And we have forgotten how important it is to qualify our day. So when you get up in the morning and you take in that breath, give gratitude and actually set yourself up. How do I want to be today? What, how, what do I want to experience? There is a presence that actually goes before us to prepare things for us. If, when you believe that and you know that and you, on, you only know that by practicing and see the difference it makes, you know, this morning I get up and I want my day to go well. So I breathe in. And I have the, Im the image of my day going well. And I hold that. And I ask for the presence to support me to have that. And the, and the times when we don't qualify our days, you are just so open to everything else that is out there in the outer world. No, that's so true. I know from experience that the days I wake up and my days are planned, I have an idea of what I want to do. I imagine, I visualize how things mm. are going to go. And if it doesn't go well, I should, I imagine myself taking a deep breath and, and managing it. Those days when I'm intentional about my days, and I think that's probably the right word. The days mm. I'm intentional about my yeah. days, my days are good. The days I am just all over, all over the place, it just seems like everything goes wrong. It seems like um, my cup of coffee would fall. My, my laptop would fall out of my bag. I'd forget my laptop. And the day just, you, yeah. before you know it, you are not in control. And it's, and I think the lesson I'm learning from you here is if you can be intentional and hold on to your day, grab a hold of your day before it starts, it's a lot easier than, than trying to wrestle back control. You can still do it because you just need to take a deep breath, go for a walk and calm down. But it's a lot more hard and more time-consuming to wrestle the day back once it's in motion than at the beginning of the day when you can look at, when you can grab a hold of the day and, and focus and meditate on and plan how you want the day to go. Exactly. And at the end of the day, before you go off to sleep, give gratitude for that which has gone well. And the things that you know you could do better, ask for the supporting consciousness for the learning to take place and for tomorrow, every day. You see, start with the assumption that every day you are a new person. Not only yes. is it a new day, but you are a new person. You have new choices. Yes, no, I, I love this. And I think one of, one of um, it's greeting the day with love in your heart and greeting yes. the day with positivity. And the moment your legs, your feet hit the ground is that thankfulness. And everyone, I know this, this started out as a podcast about self-emotional um, intelligence, and it is. But what we're showing is that there's so much more to being emotional intelligence. It's about being proactive, managing yourself, being aware of yourself. Emotional intelligence, some of the, uh, what I would like then is, what are some of the myths or misconceptions that you hear that may make you laugh, that make people, that people think they're emotionally intelligent? But that's not what it means. No. <laughs> you may, you may, yes. Some people say one of the common myths is that emotional intelligence is all about common sense. But you and I know that common sense is not so common, is it? 
That's true. <laughs> and, and, and that's a big one. You know, common sense is not very common. Another myth about emotional intelligence is that you either have it or you don't. That's a myth. Emotional intelligence can be developed. And so that is where good coaching actually comes in and being aware. And so, for example, you and I just know that when you have a confidant that you can trust and you say, you know, I'm working on this area of my behavior being different. If you catch me saying X or catch me doing that, just point it out to me and I will self-regulate. I will put myself back. So yes, we can develop our emotional intelligence and it takes skills coaching and it can be done. Another myth about emotional intelligence is that you lose it uh, after a certain point. Well, if the research is anything to go by, the, the older you get, the wiser you get, the more emotionally intelligent you become. And we, the, the research actually says that IQ actually tends to, intellectual intelligence tend to peak at about um, 25 and your emotional intelligence continue to peak until you're about 55, 60, and then it can begin to tail off. Well, I suppose, how, how does it tail off? It will tail off in, in, in some ways in which if, if you're not using it, you're losing it. If you're, not, if you're not in getting out there and being in the world, then you're, you, you don't tend to be as sharp. You see, this, you see, the other myth is that we, we become decrepit when we get old, it's a consciousness that we carry. You know, here you are, you're talking to a 72-year-old. Now, if I said to you, to many people, when I say to many people that I, in my um, 72nd year of life, they say, go on, lying. But I'm carrying a consciousness that I am keeping my youth and vitality. And I wish I had this. If I had this awareness earlier on, I would be even younger than I am right now. <laughs> I'm shocked. I fell off my chair when you said that was your age as well, because I, I, I haven't taken it off. Um, no, that, 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 so come on, that. baby. I'm looking for the. I'm looking for the. I'm looking for the for the the birthday congratulations. 29th of June, 1949. <laughs> so on the 29th of June, <laughs> write it down. <laughs> Yes, I will. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, emotional intelligence, people say that it's easy, but you've already, that's another myth that you've already highlighted. We have, you, you and I have to be very conscious. We have to be, it's intentional. It's intentional. It's intentional. You, you said it. It's emotional intelligence is being aware, yes, it is being aware, but it's also about building specific behaviors. So, for example, we like the CEO that I mentioned earlier. You take the the intention of building certain ways of being and caring for people. People, another myth is emotional intelligence does not influence decision. Wow. That is the biggest of all. Every action that you and I take is based on an emotional basis. And that's where we need to take that deep breath and think yeah. things through. So there's something called emotionally intelligent decisions yeah. because you can make an, 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 an emotionally unintelligent decision, which is where you just react because exactly. the emotion is a state of being 
Well, yeah. the action you take is the decision you make, isn't it? Exactly, yes. exactly, exactly, exactly. Wow, this has been so good. I mean, before, so I'd, I'd like to wrap up with, so what three things can people do? What three things could you tell people to, that will show them they're doing emotional intelligence right or that they can start to do to get them on the journey to being better at being emotionally intelligent? First of all, uh, reflect on the way you feel uh, label it, label that feeling and practice discussing the feeling with others. And if you don't feel comfortable with discussing it with others, I'd say keep a journal. I'm feeling sad today. Ask myself the question, why am I feeling sad? If I think I don't know what, why I'm feeling sad, I then ask myself, what am I thinking that makes me feel sad? Because if I go back into the thinking, you see, when wh- what the mind can conceive, the mind can achieve. It was Napoleon Hill that brought that up. But, you know, it, it is a spiritual law that what you put your focus on expands. So... As you said earlier on, you, we, you and I have that capacity to shift. So and a neurolinguistic programming has taught a lot of people about how to change their state. But I, and, and that is absolutely perfect, but I say become very, very conscious that the way you are feeling will be rooted into what you're thinking. Excellent. That's that's number one. And number two, I would say, ask for feedback. Because when you ask for feedback on your behavior and the impact of of that behavior upon others, it, it, it gives you insight into how you can powerfully modify. So I would say ask for feedback. And we said earlier on, we talked about responding effectively to stressful con- um, situations, you know, the, the, the taking of the deep breath, etc. That is one way. But there are other ways in which we can also be more conscious. And that is being, pay attention to the positive thoughts and look at the impact of those. And I would say, provide useful support for yourself. That's, the, that's where I want to end with that. And that sometimes that useful support for yourself can come through coaching. It can certainly come through just being another, exchanging time with another person. You know, just give me some space. Hear me think for five minutes and I'll hear you think for five minutes. Hear me think without interrupting me. Give me, just give me that attention. Give me that, because that's sharing the love. Share the love. This is amazing. And that's a nice way to make a segue. So for some people who've heard you and said, gosh, I would just like to have a bit of some time with Dr. Nesli in one-on-one. I'd like to know more. How can they reach out to you? Well, they can reach out to me through LinkedIn, but they can also reach out to me through Neslin, which is spelled N-E-S-L-Y-N, at Neslin, N-E-S-L-Y-N, hyphen, Watson hyphen drawway.com so it's my name neslin at neslin hyphen watson hyphen drawway.com excellent and that will be in the show notes so you can look into the show notes and 
get some of get that information and be able to get it and access her and get into in touch with her and i will just leave you with one thought and and this is something i got from adox Huxley as i was looking side looking sideways and looking to the birds outside their plane it came to my mind and you know it says there is only one corner of the universe that you can certain of improving and that is your own self. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. It's like um, if you want to impact change, start with yourself. You are the only person you can change. Try changing yourself and you realize how hard it is to change other people. Thank you so much. It's been an amazing session. A lot of us are in toxic relationships, toxic workplaces, and sometimes we don't understand why sometimes our actions elicit negative emotions from other people. And sometimes we just don't know why we act the way we do. It's all about emotional intelligence. And today's been a great session learning about how to become emotionally intelligent so that you're proactive and you're present and you make the right decisions. Dr. Neslin has given us some great, great tips. Some of them include breathing better, asking for feedback, considering how you show up and I would say take these things, apply them, and start to become emotionally intelligent. It can make all the difference in your relationships and the kind of life you have. Just before I bring this to a close, I'd like to say, um, for all our listeners who have been listening and you found these podcasts useful, we are about to launch our own Patreon page. Patreon is a platform that allows you to become a bigger member of the Unleashed um, Club, the Unleashed Community. And you can get more access to latest podcast episodes. You can get special guest Q&A sessions with our guests like Dr. Neslin. And there's loads of other freebies that will be in these communities. There'll be more on this coming soon. So stay tuned and watch out for that. But with that said, become emotionally intelligent. Get unleashed and stay unleashed.